Hi, and welcome to the saga of an epic fail PA mom with Paxam. I am your podcast host today, and this is our episode one, and it's the dive into motherhood. So thank you for knocking at the back door and joining me. I can't wait to have our discussion. Uh, this is about pregnancy and my journey as a full-time working PA and the epic fails. So let's pull up a chair, let's have a drink, and let's discuss the nitty-gritty. And this comes with a big warning sign. This is not intended for medical advice. Although you may hear some medical terminology, nor is it parenting advice. This is just a good old conversation discussion about the reality of pregnancy and what I personally experienced and you may or may not experience on your pregnancy journey. So let's get started and let's dive in. So pregnancy is kind of like standing on the edge of the diving board and looking into a great big pool of uh, motherhood and it gives you that refreshing feel of what it's like to start having to make decisions not only for yourself but now for some new little entity that will be entering your life. So I think my biggest concern when I was pregnant was, A, was it going to hurt? When I went into labor, was there going to be a lot of pain or how was I going to handle it? And, you know, I think as a, as a physician assistant, I, I was a little lucky in this regard. As a student, I got to go through some rotations and see how other women handle it but it still doesn't tell you what you're going to do or how you're going to handle it or the choices that you're going to make or how your label and delivery are going to proceed so there's always a lot of fear around the pain and experience of that labor and delivery i know that was probably my biggest concern and i'll tell you this when it comes, you'll know it. Uh, with my oldest one, my water broke and do not do as I do. I still had things to get done. It was leaking. I had a husband who I told to leave for a, a last golf trip uh, prior to our older son arriving. And I still had to get a crib mattress and make a, a Costco trip. And my mom was coming over and I got things done and went to my OBGYN appointment and they sent me right over to OB triage. So, um, yeah, I got started on some uh, Pitocin and my husband made it in time to see the delivery. The first epidural that I had, I wasn't really in a significant amount of pain, but they said I was at that point dilated enough that I had to make the decision and that first epidural did not go well. I think the whole left side of my body was numb. I could feel contractions on the right side and could feel absolutely nothing on the left side. And I went through labor and delivery like that. It was not very friendly. So yeah, just a side note, that can happen. Um, the second one, um, I also had my water break. Uh, I believe that trips to large 
industrial stores and juice labor i got done costco shopping and i was in my husband's car he had to get gas and my water broke again this time really broke like exploded and i got to the triage and they asked me what brought me in and i said it was mount gushmore and my husband promptly told them my water had broken i said i think they understand mount gushmore and uh, i had the same routine the second time except for this time my epidural went much better and i, I made it uh, smoothly through labor and delivery um, now just to make you aware i had two small children uh, the my first one was five pounds 14 and my second one was six pounds 13 ounces so i had two small children bear in mind i had very weird cravings during my entire pregnancies um, uh, my older son whose name is mason was going to be either named caesar for the amount of salad that i ate or greg's for the name of the place that we ate all the time so he's either gonna be a caesar or greg because i ate a lot of caesar salad i craved it quite a bit and the second one even though you're not supposed to eat it because of the mercury levels i craved tuna tons of tuna i had to have a tuna sandwich um, at least once a week i know not good but i couldn't help it and then i had to have tomato and mozzarella salads all the time so i had some pretty odd pregnancy cravings i would say it wasn't for anything bad it was just it was for healthy foods but wasn't anything bad so those are some of those decisions you have to think about because there are some foods that you're you're not supposed to technically eat while you're pregnant they, they could cause more harm so um, the other main pregnancy issue that you hear a lot of people talking about is that thing called pregnancy brain because your hormones um, are kind of flaring not as bad as when you have your menstrual cycle like they're going up and down but there definitely is um, a real version of pregnancy brain and mine took a couple different forms i have only really been pulled over the last two times when i was pregnant once because i didn't put my plate tags on and i was going over the speed limit with my first one on easter sunday when there was no traffic i just wasn't even paying attention i think i was probably designing the nursery in my head um, and then i also may have had a little tuft with both my mother and my mother-in-law while i was pregnant one re revolved around the fact that my mom wanted to have my grandmother spend the night during my brother and sister-in-law's wedding when i was eight months pregnant and had a three-year-old in a farmhouse where the stairs are very steep and i just couldn't see myself playing hostess to my 80 year old grandmother going up and down steep stairs without railing in our house with the three-year-old under her feet i was very concerned about that so i had to get a little upset with my mom now looking back it it, it was something that definitely was triggered by preg pregnancy brain and the other time i got upset with my mother-in-law was well the first one was my mother the second one was my mother-in-law uh was i was also pregnant around the same time they both had 
kind of are towards the end of pregnancy when you're getting a little bit more uncomfortable where you're feeling more swollen you're feeling more tired and you're not sleeping really well at night i actually slept on a hotel floor when i was eight months pregnant because uh, my mother-in-law was supposed to reserve a hotel room to save money instead of doing a separate hotel room she put us in the same hotel room with a queen-size bed so we had four adults, actually five adults, because my sister-in-law was in the room, along with my three-year-old son, and there was not enough room on the bed, the one bed, for my husband, myself, and my three-year-old son. So I actually slept on the hotel floor. I was pretty upset about that. So, yeah, um, not a good thing to have prego brain and be sleeping on the floor. So that was... Probably my worst moodiness incidence is, oh, oh yeah, and another note, just bear in mind when you're pregnant, it can be hard to do a baby registry, so yeah, I had a panic attack. Now, Babies Are Us is not, um, you know, it's not, it's out, went out of business, but when it was a brick and mortar store, I had to go in and do a baby registry, and I got completely overwhelmed. So there were so many types of baby bottles and strollers and high chairs. I, I had a panic attack. I had to have my husband leave work, leave work to come help me finish the baby registry. So this is the type of thing we're talking about for pregnancy brain and i think people know it it's almost like you're this big um either magnetic pregnancy sphere or like you're drawing other pregnant women towards you or like you're repelling other people it's almost like they know to stay away from you so it's one of the two when you're pregnant um and so you know i tell people when you're pregnant it affects a couple different things right so it's not really it's kind of known but not really spoken out loud so you have to think about how it's going to affect how you think so the mistake i made like you're talking about epic mommy fails right the mistake we made on our first uh, pregnancy was the fact that we attempted to sell a house we purchased a house and we purchased a house that needed to be completely remodeled Mm, not something I would recommend when you're pregnant because there is way too many other things that you're trying to organize and multitask and remember you're on if you think of yourself when you're pregnant on a diving board looking into a pool you don't want to add other elements or distractions <laughs> When you're up on this diving board looking down into this pool so you know you've this prego mom looking in this diving pool of motherhood and then you're adding the fact oh well, maybe i'll get a new job and maybe i'll buy a new house and you know maybe i'll you know have my in-laws move in with me <laughs> those are kind of probably all not good things to do so when you're pregnant think about think of it about a visualization uh, about where you're at in the stage of life and how it's going to impact you even small decisions 
can, you know, you're thinking about putting a pebble and making a big wave. Um, that's kind of like what it is like when you are pregnant. So pregnancy affects the the brain and how you think and how you respond. So just remember that. So journaling is probably not a bad idea. Um, bouncing things off of other people, probably not a bad idea when you're pregnant, just to make sure that you're not making decisions um, that you normally wouldn't make. <laughs> um, so yeah, we made some decisions I wouldn't make again well, during our first pregnancy. During my second pregnancy, I got a little smarter and recognized uh, pregnancy brain. So the first one is always the epic fail. The second one you get a little bit better with, a little bit smarter, or just, you know, a little bit more maneuverable uh, when you're pregnant uh, because you've already done it the first time. And there's less fear the second time because you've been through it the first time, although it may not always go exactly the same time, the same way the second time. So bear that in mind as well. So the other thing that a lot of people don't talk about, you know, we talk about a lot about the physical effects of pregnancy and how our body changes. And then we're worried about too much weight gain. And if we'll go back to shape, um, you know, that'll happen over time. Um, what does not recover ever, ladies, and this is what people don't tell you, you kind of know, but you really don't know, is like your heart, all right? So a child will forever affect how you emotionally react to things. So just bear that in mind. I I would not cry at ET prior to being pregnant. I would not cry at a commercial prior to being pregnant. After I was pregnant and had children, I shed tears at everything. So like I said, we can physically see changes, but emotionally there is a switch that occurs. It's almost like genetically the gene is just waiting until you have a child for the key to turn and all of a sudden it's like waterfalls happen <laughs> your heart like grows like 20 times its size okay so nobody will tell you the emotional part of pregnancy or or motherhood and then your children look at you like you're a complete crazy being when you're sniffling at a, a Kleenex commercial and you need a Kleenex because you're sniffling and you're thinking, why am I crying? I would have never done this prior to, to having these living creatures that are now next to me. So um, just remember, not only do you have moodiness during pregnancy, but you also need to be carrying a box of Kleenex around you easily accessible. And another thing, I know this only gets better, let me tell you, you know, these, these are things that I'm sure that you've heard of and, and people have talked about, but you know, it, you really need to kind of digest this and think about it because it's, it's real. Um, your bladder takes a big toll with that uterus stretching, it gets squished, and then you know, I have spoken to women who have had C-sections. They don't seem to have as much of an issue, but they still will have what we call the, the muscle that kind of holds up the bladder, some bladder sling issues with the heaviness of pregnancy. I see it a lot more in women who have had vaginal deliveries, but your bladder will never be the same. So um, my children are particularly fond 
of trampolines. We have two in our backyards and trampoline parks. And they cannot, this is an epic fail thing, they cannot understand why their mom cannot do flips and will not aggressively jump on a trampoline anymore. Ladies, I can't, okay? It becomes an issue, a bladder issue after you have children. It's just something I am not physically able to do anymore. So um, kind of give you an idea of things that suffer tremendously after, after you take this dive into motherhood. These are a couple of the things that will take an epic dive, okay? Um, and then we, I don't even know if you want me to talk about sleep because um, that will be forever modified. Your sleep cycle will never be the same again. It starts in pregnancy and it does not get better once these children are born, all right? And as a matter of fact, oh, here is a great story. So um, my older one was an awful sleeper and we can get more into this later, but oh my gosh, he would not take naps. He would not sleep through the night. Um, we can talk about the epic fails of sleep training at a later time, but my children are 13 and 17 and it is summer break, right? And so they think that they can stay up at all times of the, the night. Well, you're still working full time and you're thinking, what are you doing up? Okay, it is one o'clock in the morning. So I told them that they had to go to bed at one in the morning. Well, what do you think happened? They had to get a snack at 1 a.m. in the morning. And when they got a snack and they opened the refrigerator, what happened? Mm, things started falling out at them because who has the perfect fridge? Nobody has a perfect fridge. Things get shoved in there, right? Um, especially when I'm working and they're home and they're snacks. Who knows how they put stuff back in that fridge? So when they open the fridge, a brand new gallon of chocolate milk fell out and smashed on the floor and half of it went all over the floor and under the fridge. So at one o'clock in the morning, after I have been through infancy and toddlers and bedwetting, I am up at one o'clock in the morning cleaning chocolate milk up under the refrigerator. So I just want to tell you, your sleep cycles still, even until they're teenagers, and then when they're not coming home at night and you're waiting, I'm sure that we've got some other moms who can tell us those stories will never be the same again. So once again, ladies, digestion, weird cravings. And I will tell you this, after pregnancy, talking about weird cravings, before pregnancy, I did not like beets. I thought they tasted like absolute dirt. After pregnancy, I now love beets. I don't know what happened. Something pre and post pregnancy changed. Didn't like beets, now like beets. I do not think they taste like dirt anymore. So there is something that happens with your GI tract. We talked about the weird cravings. There is something that happens with your brain, some weird hormonal switch. And I can't tell you that it gets any better after um, these children are born because now you've got insomnia on top of it. I used to be a very intelligent person. I am no longer an intelligent person or I do not function the same way that I used to pre-pregnancy. There has been a significant shift in the way that my mind functions and thinks pre-pregnancy and post-pregnancy. So that is a warning. Once again, big epic warning. Your heart, it's like it grows 20 sizes and you cannot shut off your tear ducts. 
even at the smallest things, your bladder <laughs> no longer can hold the same amount of volume, nor when you cough, sneeze, or jump on a trampoline, does it work the same, okay? So I want to give you a clearer picture of what reality looks like pre-pregnancy to post-pregnancy. So welcome to my home. Welcome to my family. I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad we could have this podcast today. And I'm so glad I could share these reality stories with you. I am so looking forward to our next podcast. And I am more than happy uh, to touch base with you at any point in time. And I'd love to have anybody else who'd love to share their stories on with me. So um, until we have this back porch conversation again, may you live blessed and may you live healthy. May you enjoy your children and your family. Have a wonderful, wonderful and blessed day. Bye now.